This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by user Denied from r slash erotica. The title of this post is Stories of Princess Katie. Sit back and enjoy the story. The house was bigger than he imagined. This can't be it, he mumbled under his breath. He pulled out his phone one last time to double-check the text. 3680 for Tamarack Lane. 9 a.m. Saturday. Looking forward to meeting you. Katie. He peered out the car window at the mailbox and the address matched. It was still sprinkling outside. Before leaving the comfort of his sedan and making the trek up to the front door, he read through the advertisement one last time. Win $500 or serve a princess. Looking for help around the house and feeling playful. If interested, your interview consists of spending one day with me in my home and getting to know me. At the end of the day, I am confident you will want to be my butler. If that's not how you feel, I will give you $500 no hard feelings. No experience in domestic servitude needed. All training will be provided on site. Just bring an extra suit, as you likely will be staying payment to be discussed during interview. He wasn't strapped for cash. His Nina minus five job as an architect paid him well enough, and he and his wife were close to being able to buy a house after having saved up for years. But who would turn down $500? That would certainly help with the down payment, or at least cover Christmas gifts that year. He didn't have any plans that weekend as his wife was out of town with girlfriends. He hadn't told her where he was going this morning. The idea of surprising her with $500 and the story of how he got it made him smile. Plus, meeting someone who calls themselves a princess. Although he knew nothing or being a butler, it seemed like a fun way to spend his day. He took a deep breath, took one last swig of coffee, grabbed his suit, and opened the car door. As he reached for the doorbell, he read a handwritten note on the door written in impeccable cursive. Please knock. He lifted the heavy, wrought iron knob and knocked twice. He didn't have to wait long. Within five seconds he heard footsteps inside, audibly running coming closer to the door. Then the clear sound of fussing with a lock. The door quickly swung open. He was surprised to see not someone he wouldn't describe as a princess, but someone who looked eerily like him. A man several years older than him, in his late thirty seconds and average build, wearing a tailored suit and well-kept hair. The man seemed calm, confident, and with a polite grin that seemed etched into his face. Oh, hello, my name is. Princess Katie informed all servants of your arrival. No need to introduce yourself, said the man. There will be time for that. Please come in from out of the rain. Upon stepping into the foyer, he was amazed with how luxurious it felt. He noticed it as soon as he stepped inside. The aroma, it was subtle and rather pleasant, made him feel quite. Apologies, he said. But is the position already filled? It seems like you're a butler. I do serve Princess Katie as a butler, but she desires another. The man stated proudly. Princess Katie has already acquired a cook, groundskeeper, and masseuse, as well as myself, and is now wanting to find a new servant to replace me. Oh, I see, he replied. May I ask why you're leaving? The house is beautiful and very well kept. You're obviously good at your job. Princess Katie believes. I have nearly lived out my purpose. It is time for me to return, at least for the time being. So when is Katie arriving? I'm excited to meet her. The butler immediately grew red with rage. You will, he yelled, before collecting himself. 
Apologies, you are new. You will always refer to the lady of the house as Princess Katie. That is the first of many things you will learn today. He was caught off guard by the butler's reaction. His dedication to his employer seemed fanatic. Like devout followers of the church he went to as a child, his curiosity was piqued. Apologies, I meant nothing by it, he said. In a mildly sardonic tone, he rephrased his question when will we be graced with Princess Katie's presence today. Without picking up on the tone, the butler replied, Princess Katie will join us after lunch. I will train you until that time. Oh, that's different than how I thought the day would go, replied the man. Is this really worth $500? Training for a full morning that he wasn't going to take just to meet someone. He was curious enough to stick around as he wanted to see who could possibly ingrain this level of dedication for a butler. Also, he was rather drawn to staying in this house. It had a magnetic draw, plus the aroma was slightly intoxicating. He spent the morning with the butler, walking the grounds and learning about the job. The house was as palatial as it seemed from the curb, large, fancy rooms meticulously well-maintained. A large pool and backyard. The more he saw, the more he was impressed. She must really be a princess. He thought, there's no way one person could afford this by themselves. He learned about what his daily routine would be serving meals, laundry, cleaning the household, running errands, and tending to the princess for her whims. The job seemed quite exhaustive. He hoped the butler was being paid a decent salary. It would assume he was. Judging by the state of the house, he got to know more about the butler, who was previously a hotel owner and had seen a similar post several years back, and had been with the princess ever since. The butler spoke ever so fondly of the princess whenever she was mentioned, with a content and longing expression on his face. The more the butler spoke highly of the princess, the more he was anticipating meeting her. He also briefly met other members of staff, the groundskeeper, around his age with the build of someone who clearly takes pride in their appearance had been working at the house for about a year and couldn't be happier. While inside learning about how to properly fold the linens, he saw yet another strapping young man stride through the kitchen and bound up the stairs. Several minutes later, while practicing folding a fitted sheet, he heard sounds coming from upstairs. He could swear it sounded like moans of someone enjoying themselves. He turned to the butler, who politely smiled and said that was the chef. He must be working on his monsieur's skills with Princess Katie. Though those didn't quite sound like moans coming from someone getting a massage, he thought, unless someone was getting a happy ending. About half an hour later, while learning how to polish the silverware, the chef came sauntering back down the stairs, redoing his cufflinks and wiping his face as though he had just finished a meal. Curious, he thought, seeing that made him realize it was nearly three and he had not had any lunch. Excuse me, but will we be breaking for lunch? He asked the butler. Perhaps later, the butler replied, The princess wants to meet you shortly, and she wants you hungry. The sly smile on the butler's face caught his eye. It was playful yet mischievous, as though the butler knew a fun little secret. By the way, the butler continued, You're catching on quite quickly. Are you planning on spending the night? Likely not, to be honest. He said, I've enjoyed the training, but I'm not sure if this is right for me. The butler's sly smile returned. I'm curious how your answer will change once you meet Princess Katie. She'll be down shortly. Thank God, he thought to himself. It's only been seven hours of free labor. 
It honestly hadn't been all that bad, though he had enjoyed getting to know the butler and meet the other staff. And something about the house felt quite calming. May I ask about the accommodations? He said, where do you stay and where would I be staying if I changed my mind? The butler put down the silverware and faced him. You'll find that out once you agree to spend the night. A pleasant bell then rang in the kitchen. Ah, said the butler. Princess Katie is ready to meet you. Please follow me to the library. After entering the library, the butler offered him a seat. He politely but quickly slumped in one of the large leather recliners facing a large case of books. He hadn't sat down since he arrived and found the seat to be quite comfortable. When the butler offered him a drink, he realized he hadn't had anything since since morning coffee. After asking if there was iced tea, the butler lightly scoffed and suggested something a bit stronger. Well, I have been working all day, he thought. Maybe a drink will help take the edge off. A whiskey sounds great. Thank you. The butler gave one of his sly smiles once again and poured from a decanter in the room and handed him a stiff pour. The butler turned to leave, and before closing the French doors stated Princess Katie will be with you shortly. Please make yourself comfortable and enjoy your time with the princess. Upon hearing the doors clicked behind him, he slumped in his chair and started sipping his drink, looking around the library. He had been in here earlier, this morning but hadn't taken in his surroundings. The art on the walls was more risque than he thought. What he thought were paintings and busts of ancient goddesses were drawn and sculpted more erotically upon closer look. Taking another sip of his whiskey, he stood up and approached the bookcase. Many of the titles caught his eye. There were shelves dedicated to mythology and ancient deities, psychology and mind control and even about witches and spells. He then noticed a glass case in the corner of the room, about one cubic foot in size, that held a key ring with at least 15 different keys. He wondered why such a thing would be on prominent display. As he took another sip from his glass, he was starting to feel the effects of the whiskey already. He usually had a pretty good tolerance. Maybe it was because he hadn't eaten. That was probably it. I bet you're curious about the keys came a playful and melodic voice from behind him. He hadn't heard the door open. He turned around in surprise. Princess Katie was breathtaking, tall and lean, wearing a perfectly tailored blue cocktail dress. Her beauty and aurora was immediately apparent, reminiscent of a classic movie star. Shining, layered chestnut-colored hair flowing along her left shoulder a foot below her delicate chin. Her eyes were captivating, large and piercing into his, like she could see into him. Her cheekbones high and prominent, as though they could cut glass. A confident half-smile planted across her face, as though she knew exactly how this interaction would go. He felt his heart skip a beat. This hadn't happened since his wife told him she loved him for the first time. He hadn't seen anyone this striking in a long time. Oh, apologies for snooping. Princess Katie, he stammered, I didn't mean to pry. I was just curious, and didn't know when to expect you. It's quite alright. She replied with a light laugh to her voice. And Katie is fine for now. Please take a seat. She made her way to the bar cart and gracefully started pouring herself a drink from a different decanter. How are you liking the interview? So far. Oh, uh, quite well. Thank you, he stammered while making his way back to the recliner. He slightly tripped over himself, still feeling a bit shook from Katie's presence. Maybe the drink had something to do with it. Katie giggled. Why did I say that? He thought, it's been pretty rough, am I trying to impress her? That's good to hear. Katie replied and she slowly made her way closer to him. The way she walked showed off the slit in her dress, revealing her legs. 
Long, lean, tan and muscular. He was not able to take his eyes off her legs as she sashayed towards him. He had always been a leg man, and he hadn't seen legs this attractive in years. He caught himself after she took a few steps, shook his head and looked up at her face. He could tell by her face that she knew what had happened. Her smile seemed even more confident and devious. Butler tells me you're catching on quite fast, so far, Katie said, as she took a seat directly across from him, gracefully crossing her long legs while holding her drink, not losing eye contact. I'm impressed, he usually doesn't give compliments very easily. Thank you, Katie, he responded. I'm glad I can impress him. Even though he was sitting down, he was starting to feel a little more lightheaded. He took another sip, hoping that would calm his nerves. She seemed pleased that he was acting a bit flabbergasted. That's important to me, she said in a low and sultry voice. He found her tone to be pleasing. He wanted to keep hearing her speak. But what's more important is that you impress me. Most applicants don't make this far. Seeing me, I want to see how quickly you learn. See if you have what it takes to serve me. This is the most important part of the interview. Please drink up. He took another swig and realized he had finished his drink. Setting his glass on the nearby table, he realized his head was slightly spinning. It felt like he was a bit drunk, but it always took him several pints to feel like this. He looked at his watch. 3.12. The numbers were getting a bit fuzzy. He really shouldn't be feeling like this so soon, after a drink, or during an interview nonetheless. When he looked back, Katie had gotten up and had started making her way to the bookshelf. He felt himself sinking further into the recliner while watching her almost hypnotic sway as she walked. You're quite handsome, she said while reaching out and placing an index finger on one of the books. She slowly began moving her elegant hand along the books, until stopping on a leather-bound book which she pulled out. That is one of my requirements, for my servants, but I really can't advertise that, you know. Are you still interested in the position? If not, the $500 is on the table near the door, unable to move. He simply said, yes, Katie, I would like to continue. He felt he was sinking, with his vision and hearing starting to wane. Was there something in his drink, he thought, or is he just feeling relaxed and seduced? He wasn't scared, though, he wanted to see what would happen next. If worse comes to worse, he can take the $500 later. As he began fading into unconsciousness, and his vision blurred, he noticed Princess Katie fixated on the book in her hand. He was barely able to make out the title. Hypnosis and Mind Control for Female Supremacy. I'm in trouble, he thought. Before it all went black, he heard Katie say good boy. He first gained his hearing back, mumbled at first, but an assertive, calming voice to be sure, and quite close. He couldn't make out at first what they were saying, but it was clear the voice was just feet from his head. He could also tell that he was now flying down with his body on the cold wooden floor but his neck and head propped by something soft. He must have passed out and slumped off the recliner. He then realized that he had gained his vision back, but he could only see light around his periphery. Something was blocking his vision. He then realized he felt a thin band going around the back of his head, gently holding something in front of his eyes. Was he blindfolded? He started to gain feeling back in his limbs and started to make an effort to stand when he heard from directly above him the voice of Katie. Calm yet controlled, please stay where you are, or the interview is over. Confused, he settled back down. The pillow was quite comfortable. He didn't feel restrained in any way, but he felt like he didn't want to move. 
listening to Katie felt right. It was then that he felt an ankle and high heel press between his right elbow and his side, followed by his left side a moment later. Was Katie straddling him? He opened his mouth to ask what was happening when Katie quietly made a shushing sound that sounded almost nurturing. He quickly obeyed. He had no idea what was going on or what was happening, but he wasn't scared. He inexplicably felt safe and taken care of. Are you comfortable? Katie asked, though he could tell she already knew the answer. Yes. He excitedly replied. He didn't know where this was going. Yes what? She asked, with a tone as though she was testing him. Yes, Katie. He quickly responded. Very good, Katie replied. He detected a note of smugness in her voice now. You're free to leave any time and collect your $500. You just have to tell me you want to stop. Understood. Yes, Katie. Good. At that point he felt Katie's feet began slowly sliding outwards, pushing his arms further away from his body, then her feet moving further up towards his armpits. He could tell that her heels were facing towards his face. He then felt fabric quickly brush against his face that must have been the bottom of her dress, then a light pressure on both of his collarbones, followed by light creaking sounds on right next to both of her ears. He couldn't feel what was on either side of his face but he felt the distinct sensation of body warmth. It took him a moment to put it all together. Holy shit, he internally screamed. Her knees are on either side of my face and her legs are on my chest. She's straddling me. It was then that he went from being completely calm to being incredibly turned on. Nothing like this had ever happened to him before, and he couldn't think of anything hotter that had happened in his life. He felt a sudden rush of blood from his face to directly to his penis. I need to see how much I can trust you, and how well you obey me, not just the other servants. Katie continued, follow my commands to a T, otherwise this interview is over. Understood? Yes, Katie. Very good. With that, he heard another sliding sound, but this time it was next to his ears. Katie's knees must have been sliding away from his face, which means, there it was again, that aroma, sweet and calming yet invigorating at the same time. He had been faintly smelling it all day throughout the house, but now it was strong, concentrated, right in front of his face. It was somehow Katie he had been smelling the whole time. He found it absolutely heavenly. Breathe, Katie calmly ordered. Just breathe. Long, deep breaths. But no touching, keep your head where it is. Yes, Katie, he excitedly replied. He deeply inhaled. Katie's vagina couldn't have been more than three inches from his face. Her aroma filled his lungs and he was instantly in bliss. He felt the blood rush to his penis quicken. He slowly exhaled. Before taking a second deep breath, Katie whispered, Good boy. Holy shit, he thought, no one has ever called me that. Why do I find that so hot? He inhaled again, deeper this time, relishing Katie's aroma. At the peak of his inhalation, he heard Katie say, Hold it in. Don't let it out for ten seconds. He happily obeyed, just lying there, enjoying every second. After a moment, Katie said, you may exhale. He slowly let the air escape from his lips. While exhaling, he felt Katie lightly fussing with his hair in a circular motion. That's a good boy, she said again. The blood flow continued to his penis, and he felt himself swelling. Jesus Christ, what was it about being called a good boy that he loved so much? No one had ever called him that before, but now that's all he wants to be called. What's happening to him? Is this all right? Katie calmly asked. Do you want me to stop? He let out a light moan clearly of joy. Very good, Katie said. Now deeper this time. 
and will hold it for longer. He took the deepest, longest breath he could muster. His chest rose enough to feel her soft, athletic ass on his sternum. Good God, he thought while starting to hold his breath, while Katie continued fussing with his fare. This woman is perfection. How is she doing this to me? Hold until I say so. Understood. Katie ordered in a hushed tone. He couldn't work out words anymore, so he simply moaned into her groin. After about ten seconds of holding his breath, he felt the slightest sensation around his own groin. Keep holding, Katie ordered. The sensation kept going, and after a few seconds he realized what was happening. Katie must have been lightly tickling his balls with her fingernails. He felt himself swelling even faster. He was almost fully hard already. He never became so erect so quickly anymore. This woman is incredible, he thought. After about ten more seconds of holding his breath and feeling her fingernails, he heard Katie whisper. Breathe. He loved the feeling of her aroma in his lungs, but he knew that holding his breath much longer might be uncomfortable. He exhaled and realized he was feeling as hazy and lightheaded as he did before he passed out. But he didn't mind. He wanted to keep feeling just like this for as long as he could. The words holy shit escaped from his lips. He didn't mean to say it. It just came out. That's right, Katie said. Just let it happen. Feeling her ass on his chest was making him to turned on. He found himself instinctually bending his arms at his elbows and gently placed his hand on her ass and started to massage. He only got one gentle squeeze and when he felt the fingernails around his balls suddenly turn into a vice grip around his genitals, he immediately stopped. I said no touching, Katie hissed, her grip slowly tightening. I didn't give you permission. In slight pain, he immediately dropped his hands to his sides. If that happens again, we are done. Understood. With a mixture of both pleasure and pain, he managed to muffle a moan of approval. While still constricting his balls, he felt Katie's feet move from his sides to the outside of his arms, essentially pinning him down even further. Don't disappoint me. You're doing well, but disobedience is not tolerated. With the pain in his groin, he somehow found the words to say I'm sorry, Katie, it will never happen again. After what seemed like minutes, but must have only been a few seconds, Katie released her group on his balls and quietly, again in her slightly smug tone, said, I know. Let's continue. Her hand then moved to slowly caressing his inner thigh despite the pain, he found he had not gotten any less hard. How was this possible? This was all so pleasurable, but he didn't know how much more he could take. Was it her goal to make him finish, right here on the library floor? Katie stayed on top of him and kept managing breathing cycles, each time asking him to hold his breath for slightly longer than the last time. She treated him differently with every cycle, too, from tickling his balls to caressing his thigh, lightly scratching his leg or side with her fingernails, fussing with his hair and even bringing his face closer to her. She never told him how long he'd need to hold his breath, but he always obeyed. And every time he followed her orders and exhaled, she told him good boy. And every time she said that, the swelling in his dick increased. This was single-handedly the hottest thing that had happened to him. After a good twenty cycles, he didn't know if we could take it anymore. Although he could not get enough of her aroma, his dick felt as though it was about to explode. It was a good thing that Katie had not touched his penis for the last half-dozen cycles. Otherwise he felt he might have embarrassed himself. Finally, after what seemed like an eternity, Katie quietly cooed, Are you ready? Are you ready to finish? Oh God, yes, Katie he stammered. 
He knew he couldn't take any more of this delicious torture. Perfect, Katie replied, with a slight devious tone that he had not heard from her before. At that moment, he felt Katie's shoes move back to his armpits and her knees leave the floor. She has stood up. He then heard her walk back towards the bar cart. Stunned and startled, he went to remove the blindfold with his dick feeling like it could explode at any moment. Wait, Katie coolly said, I didn't say so. In a complete daze and not wanting to ruin his chances, he quickly put his hands back to his sides. After about another minute, he heard Katie said you may remove the blindfold and stand up. Her voice had changed every so slightly. Less sultry than moments ago and back to being a bit more sweet and playful. He quickly removed the blindfold and stood up, feeling a bit headed. He needed a moment to catch himself. He looked back at the bar cart. And there was Katie, drink in one hand and the bar cart in the other. With one hip cocked, accentuating the difference between her hip and small waist. He had never seen someone with such a confident and powerful look on their face, yet her voice remained soothing. He looked at his watch. It took a minute for his eyes to adjust after being in near darkness for what must have been hours. For 27 p.m., that was it. He had no idea how long he had been passed out, but this didn't seem right. I am pleased with your performance. I wish to continue your training if you do. If not, I completely understand. The $500 is on the side table. I'm sure you have to get back to your wife. That's right. He shook his head, both to clear the haze and out of disbelief. His wife. His fucking wife. How had he forgotten during what had just happened that he has a wife and is in a monogamous relationship? He started to feel ashamed, even more so because his hard-on was not going away. My, he stammered, much to Katie's amusement. He was still in a daze and trying to conceal the biggest harden he'd had in his life. My wife is actually out of town tonight. Katie's grin slowly grew upon hearing this. He could feel himself fumbling over his words. And what about? He lingered as looking down at the clearly visible protrusion in his slacks. Katie lightly snickered. She locked eyes with him, and he felt like he couldn't look away. Her face looked as though she was winning at a game she was playing. Well, you are welcome to go home and take care of that yourself. However, then I'm afraid we'll never see each other again. Or, she continued, with her tone picking up a hint of something sinister. You can stay here and spend the night and continue your training. I can help you feel better than you've ever felt before. At that, he felt the slightest drip of pre-cum escape from his penis. This had never happened to him before. They had barely touched, and she had him dripping. He really hoped Katie wouldn't notice. Thank God he had on dark slacks. What about the $500? He asked, trying to change the subject, hoping that would help him avoid making an even bigger mess. Well, Katie responded with a playful tone to her voice. If you spend the night, that shows you're serious about serving me. Therefore the $500 is omitted. It's your choice, but I do have other matters to attend to today, so please let me know what you want to do. The way she looked at him while saying what you want made it seem as though she already knew what his answer would be. His mind was racing. This can't be happening. What started as a joke to earn extra money had evolved into a dilemma of fidelity. He had never cheated on his wife or any previous girlfriend in his life. But this woman had so much refined and powerful sexual energy, something he'd never witnessed before. But he was drawn to her more than anyone he could remember ever meeting. He tried to think quickly so as to not keep Katie waiting. I love my wife, he thought, and I don't have to cheat on her. It's not as though I have yet, and I don't have to. I can finish this myself. 
if I need. That thought didn't sit right with him. He thought of another train of thought. My wife doesn't know I'm here. She doesn't know about the $500. And I don't have any plans until she comes home tomorrow night. I can spend the night. Just one night, live out this wild experience another day without cheating on her and go home tomorrow. No one has to know. I'm not out anything. This will just be my own little secret. At that last thought, his cock twitched yet again. After clearing his throat, he was able to muster, Katie, I would like to spend the night and continue my training tomorrow. At this, Katie, who had kept eye contact with him the whole time, seemed to have an extra sparkle in her eyes. Very well, Butler can show you to your room, so you can get comfortable. Katie calmly offered, I must be going now. She stated, standing upright as she slowly made her way to the French doors, making her way towards him, never taking her eyes of his. And you may call me Miss Katie going forward. Not Princess Katie, he asked. He was hoping he could address her with such a title. No, Miss Katie responded. Not yet. You will have to earn that right once you're working for me. She was side by side with him now, their faces only feet apart. Understood, feeling almost hypnotized. He quickly answered, yes, Miss Katie. She leaned in, her face now inches away from his. He felt he could pass out from the excitement and arousal. With her lips nearing touching his ear, she ever so softly whispered, good boy. At this, he felt his cock twitch and drip and he felt he couldn't hold on any longer. With that, Miss Katie leaned away from him and gave him a subtle smirk, almost as though she knew what had happened, and gracefully swung open both French doors and exited the library. He slumped back into the recliner, finding himself no longer able to stand. What the fuck just happened? How could someone he'd never met make him feel like this and make him want to turn down $500? It was then that he felt a presence standing next to him. He turned and saw the butler, looking down at him with the same sly grin across his face. I trust the interview went well, the butler said coyly, as Princess Katie would like me to show you a room. Please follow me. The butler extended his hand so that he could stand up easier. While standing and holding the butler's hand, he noticed a tattoo on the butler's left wrist. Fairly small, maybe the size of a penny, but the symbol was clear. A black lock, much like a padlock, with white letters in the lock into rows. PK. 11. I have made the effort of gathering your belongings. From the foyer and your car, the butler continued in a soothing manner, as though knowing he was still dazed from the day. Please follow me to the basement. And with that, without question, he left the library and followed the butler down the large staircase into near darkness.